This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. You're tuned into Kelly and Rumia weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on AMI-TV, 4 p.m. Eastern on AMI-audio, and available on your podcast platform whenever. We are celebrating our one-year anniversary on being here on TV. And guess who's been here the entire time as we launched onto TV in 2023, continuing on in 2024? It's producer Grant Hardy, and he's here for bonus headlines. But before we get to headlines, Grant... Any thoughts and sentiments you want to share about being here, being on TV, and uh, stepping into the role on the team? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this uh, last week because I've worked with you guys since September 2022, but obviously we've just been on TV for a year now. Yeah. Cannot believe it's been a year. Like, it's it's gone by in a, a, a blink. Um, but, you know, just focusing on the positives i i'm just really amazed by what you guys as hosts uh and you know us as an on-air team and the folks be- uh, behind the scenes on our team as well have have uh really achieved i think this is just such an accessible show like it's a really supportive show to be working on and contributing on it's a really accessible show to tell people to watch whether they're, you know, disabled or not. This is, this is kind of what I consider, you know, just like chatting with some, some friends, chatting Mm. with some buddies, but also you've got those experts, but it's, it's just really supportive to, to people, both contributors and people watching. I, I really have to congratulate you guys because I'm, I'm just so not only, happy to be working on this team and have shared so much about like myself that I never thought I would have shared but also I'm just so proud to tell people about this show and have people watch it and and that's a really big thing in, in a job it is. It's just mm. just coming coming to work every day feeling really excited and and proud about what's coming up you're so yeah. right yeah yeah, that is I, I, such a big deal to me as well, just knowing that we value our work, that we show up every day really curious and actually interested and connecting with each other um, is such a big deal, Grant. And for you being new to our team as well as Beth Deer, uh, I think that you know we get that fresh perspective from you, right, as we kind of um, onboard slash feel out. Because it took me years to kind of feel out my role with Kelly and company before we were KR. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing goes as we transition in really big ways onto TV. So I agree with you. And that warmth, you know, you're obviously talking about the quizzes that you bring onto the show. Right. <laughs> I know that's Why Kelly's would he talk part. about that stuff? Like, <laughs> like he's mean? not have said all Fun, that negative stuff. Chilling with friends, so, he said that. <laughs> what I like, Grant, is the fact that with with you the live thing means spontaneity. And I think you take it to a wonderful position on our show um, because you share. And I know sometimes you stop like, oh man, maybe I overshared. Um and I don't feel ever that you have. And I feel that people get a chance to hear from your heart, hear how you feel, and you're not abashed in sharing that. And I think that is a key component of what we like to deliver every day on this show. So uh, I thank you for yeah. that. It means a lot to me. 
Yeah, you guys mean a lot to me, and the the live sort of machine, like the 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 fast paced uh, live show, that has really just amped up my like, you know motivation because you cannot just sort of say oh you know what maybe like maybe we'll come back to this you know tomorrow or, or next week you know not really ready to put this on now like we're here now and we we move through material quickly and i just love that because i i feel like the the quality is still you know really really good and, and accessible as i said but we just have the opportunity to talk about and cover so much more stuff that you can't really do when you're not live. So yeah, really, really just huge props to you and everyone on the team uh, for another awesome year. Thank you. Cheers, cheers, cheers. So this is a bonus headlines technically because we do headlines Mondays and Wednesdays with you. Uh, But we had a whole, so why not? Let's uh, get into what you got for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a little bit of kind of an opposite um, tone to the topic here. So <laughs> okay. not really sure how to transition into oh, this. But we'll do a hard reset. Exactly. All right, hard reset. Okay, <laughs> we're good. Um, yeah, so we're talking about the loneliness epidemic in Canada, uh, which is um, pretty like uh, odd to me that we have this because we have so many ways of connecting with each other in terms of technology. So it must be just the social aspect. Uh, COVID-19, of course, didn't didn't help. Uh, but even after COVID-19, we've just, when it's uh, such a huge surge in loneliness, especially among seniors in Canada, which is a heightening concern among experts about adverse health outcomes and mortality of social isolation that one expert has linked to smoking 15 cigarettes per day. Um, So they are talking about one Toronto hospital uh, preemptively tackling this concern with a program called How Are You? And it's put on by Mount CNA Hospital in Toronto. Uh, hopefully, I am saying that correctly. Cyanide, cyanide uh, hospital. Oh, thank you. Uh, so basically, what they are doing is they're pairing patients up with volunteers uh, to facilitate a thirty to sixty minute video call uh, once a week, and uh, they found that it's a, an escape for both patient and volunteer. Like both people, sort of get uh get access to a lot by just having a conversation for an hour a week it's not really a long-term pairing although i'm sure some people sort of evolve uh friendships out of it uh but just Mm. a really simple idea and it came up because uh a patient actually went to the emergency room and basically said i'm lonely like i'm sick Mm. because i'm lonely and the apparently a doctor kind of well i don't really have a prescription for this like i don't know what to do about this uh so i i thought that was an interesting headline it's very simple like i've gotten through in a couple minutes here uh but it's just very grassroots and a way of uh helping people connect with the community their community Mm. Well, yeah. and, and people can be alone in a crowd, and they've said that, especially right now, with money being such an issue, people are even lonelier. They're not able to get out. They can't afford to do stuff. Everything is a worry because it costs so much. The things they need at home, there is just a stressful loneliness that people feel, even though they know others have the same problem if they look around, but people just feel so isolated and alone with their problems. 
Absolutely, and hospital stays are just the worst. I mean, you get to sometimes potentially with no preparation or you know mental idea at all, go in and then have to stay for nights and nights and nights at a hospital. Mm. And uh, you know, with now and all, then all the of restrictions, a sudden they want you out. we need the bed, beat it. <laughs> exactly, but now with all the restrictions as well, you know how many people can come visit you, and also how often people are coming to visit you. Uh, for my family, this was a big deal last year. Sometime my dad went into ICU for a bit, uh, for a spell of time, and it was impossible to see him for more than a couple yes. hours a day, and only a yeah. couple people at a time. And it was very and during stressful. COVID, it was horrible. Absolutely, for I can't even you know, you imagine. Go. I, I, when I was in the hospital during COVID, yes, you just. There, there was no way family was coming to see you. Nobody, you they would not allow you couldn't. it. couldn't, exactly. And for people who are used to seeing loved ones at the hospital or taking shifts or staying overnight, uh, this stuff is stressful on everybody, right? And so, yeah, this is just an expansion of the loneliness thing, but it, it is very, uh, very difficult. It is. It's very difficult. I, I feel like I, we have we have all kinds of technological options available, but they just don't seem to be enough. We have some social issues standing in our way, definitely just on a personal level based on like your experiences, guys, that you were talking about, but also just people in my family that I've known that definitely like my worst fear is just growing older, having nobody around and not knowing how to handle it. I even just thinking back to our conversation, I think it was with Leslie Depoe, maybe a couple of months back. I have to be a little careful about how I word this, but I do wonder whether there's a this is a particular problem that maybe impacts men especially, not because, quote-unquote, men are oppressed in any way. Of course we're not. But just I think men have not really figured out how to develop our connections with our community and maybe the, the same way. So it's 100% like our fault, no one else's. It's just one of those things that maybe impacts it. But you know what? Like, I think it probably impacts all people and, and all genders. Yeah, I think they also talk about some shame, whether you're broke, whether you don't have enough people, whether your perception is, hey, I should have more people or I should be doing this I, I, I for shame. And there, for some reason, seems to be a lot of that that is that is associated with loneliness. Exactly. Good move on on the hospital here. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. Really wonderful. Uh, let's say we probably have a couple of minutes here. Uh, just talking about yeah. what do you do if you suddenly come into some extra money? Oh, that'd be oh. Nice. Um, oh, for Ramya, that'd be like coming at extra vacation days. I mean, obviously. <laughs> yeah. um, do you pay off your student loans? Do you start saving up. Uh, it, so one thing that they urge is think about the interest rate, especially like if student loans are a tiny interest rate, it might not make sense to pay it all off with your new money and instead look at like a tax-free savings account. On the other hand, if your student loan is uh, really stressing you out, then that could be different. But uh, one expert said they favor the bucket approach, where basically disposable income is branched off into various areas from debt repayment to savings, to investing, to spending. These buckets can change over time as priorities shift. Uh, for example, for a younger person, you might put more into saving for a home. Ha ha, if you live in a big city like Toronto or Vancouver. Uh, but in, 
sorry, that was kind of snarky, uh, but uh, also retirement and an emergency fund are really important as well. And they say just starting to think about this, even doing the initial just planning and thinking about this is a really positive step forward. You guys got any money tips or goals that you're focusing on? Uh... Go ahead, Rum. I always like when you get into these. Go ahead, oh, no. especially in January. Because I like reading Nerd Wallet. I, I'm taking tips from them. I don't have any personal tips yeah. other than you just know what? keep track. Keep track of your grace periods. I think, especially with student loans, grace periods are yeah, go big, pay yours. Big, a big part, right? Like, they give you a lot of time to be interest-free. And uh, interest-free just expands to a lot of different areas of debt. So yeah, loan forgiveness exactly. programs, if yep. you're lucky... But that yeah. means you know you're what? probably not working. I asked I asked you guys a, a really personal question, so I'll flip it around and turn turn it on myself. I, I actually have some regret off overpaying back my student loans because the interest rates were so low. It was literally at the time, like, I don't know, like one or 2%, something like that. Mm. And I have some regrets thinking like, you know, I could have actually put that money into something that was guaranteed a little high higher interest rate and then maybe paid back my student loans a, a little later. So this article just stood out to me from the point that, you know, most of us just don't know what we're doing. We don't have that financial literacy and it would be great if we did. Gosh, yeah. Well, Ryan Chin is looking to help us out. So if you need that help, get a hold of him over there at Sun uh, Sunlight. <laughs> He'll be I the like first it. to tell you that. Seek somebody that can help Guide you. As usual. Grant, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. We'll chat with you tomorrow for more headlines with Grant Hardy. He joins us on Mondays and Wednesdays for these uh, flip-through articles and, of course, our opinions and insight. After the break, we're getting into hour two of Kelly and Ramia, and in that hour, we have uh, content development specialist Karen McGee joining us for collections this month. We are talking about her Disney pins and the Disney trip she has upcoming as well. Also, we're looking back at special moments from the last year as we get into the anniversary conversation around Kelly and Ramia. But after the break, the CNIB has a few assistive device uh, events coming up. And Mathieu Rochette, our community reporter in Montreal, Quebec, is going to join us to talk about that. After the break, we'll be right back. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.